With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hi, everyone. Sandman here. The YouTube user known as Ghost in the Machine has decided to share a story with me. So I'll be reading his tale as a new part to my new MGTOW profile series. And this is a series of prominent men going their own way, and I'm basically recapping their stories. And this is what Ghost in the Machine has to say. I watched a video suggested by Sandman called MGTOW Like Ghosting, The Ghost Nation by Femme Hater. And a quote from the video reads as follows. Men who have been pushed to the margins in so many ways have simply elected to disappear. I call these men the Ghost Nation. And this video struck a nerve with me personally, so I decided to write this story. I'm a very private person and normally do not like talking about myself or my life. But perhaps this once, I will in the hopes that it might help men who are being pushed to the margins of society and see absolutely no escape. I will also forego telling my complete story, as it will most likely bore you, and I don't want to do that. I will instead only hit on the small events that led to my escape into the ghost nation. And these small snapshots of my life will tell you much more about what it is to be a ghost with a lengthy story. In the beginning, I was a normal young man, leading a normal, politically correct life. Then there was a divorce and a physical illness that brought this normal life to an end in the space of a year. I was abandoned by my family, friends, as well as society. I was a male utility that no longer had any use to women or society, so I was thrown into the landfill and discarded as a man. Let me show you how I escaped to the ghost nation. It was in the 1980s. It had been five years since my divorce and the start of my illness. I regained some of my health, and I felt at that point in my life that I could rebuild my former life if I wanted. But I saw not one path, but two paths right there in front of me. One path led back to my old plantation life of marriage and a steady job. The second path led to the ghost nation. It's what we used to call dropping out. You might ask why I even considered the second path. It was because I knew by then that my view of the world that society had imprinted in me since I was a child was a complete lie. Society had abandoned me and I was physically and mentally broken and desperately in need of help. It was still fresh in my memory. The shock of being discarded had all but destroyed any illusions about society and women. These two paths laid before me, and I still remember being afraid of taking the ghost nation path. The first path of marriage and a steady job seemed the safer one. The second path to ghost nation seemed more dangerous. But in the end, I took the second path anyway, partly out of anger towards society. My anger gave me strength to overcome my fears. So how did I pursue the path to the ghost nation? My first goal was to lower my monthly expenses to the barest possible minimum in an attempt to free myself from being a job slave in our society. So these are some of the steps that I took to follow my own path towards ghost nation. I left my expensive rented apartment, which I was paying about $350 a month for, and rented a rundown shabby house for $100 a month. Think in terms of the house from the movie Fight Club and you'll have a pretty good idea of its condition. It was a rundown shack with four rooms, but it was cheap. In my old apartment, I had a phone. 
In my new rented house, I decided not to have phones installed, which would save a lot of money each month. You may ask, how did people get in contact with me? Well, I figured it this way. If a friend really wanted to see me, they would go to the trouble of visiting my home in person. And if not, then they didn't really want to see me anyway. I ask you, how many times have women just called because they were bored and wanted to kill some time, and in the process wasted your own time as well? Not having a phone stops this nonsense and gives you more time for your own life. I kept a notepad and a pen on the door of my home so that people could leave notes for me if I wasn't there. I used a payphone if I ever needed to contact someone. I found that I really didn't miss having a phone at home. But the main benefit of not having a phone is you're cutting the line that society has connected to you. It's like removing a dog collar. It's liberating knowing that society can't contact you any time of the day or night at your home. I sold my car which I was making payments on and bought a 10-speed bicycle. This mentally was a real hard decision. I had never been without a car since I was a teenager. It really scared me, but I did it anyway to stop my monthly car and insurance payments. To my surprise, I found that I really could get around in my city on my bicycle. It took a while to build up my endurance, but I found I really enjoyed the bike riding and started looking forward to it each and every single day. I also stopped eating out. I bought myself a cookbook and started preparing my own meals. There are plenty of meals one can make for oneself that only cost a dollar per plate. Since I had a lot of time on my hands, I even used to make my own bread from scratch just for the enjoyment. It saves several hundred dollars a month if you make your own meals. Remember this, the cheapest place to eat is the grocery store, so make your own meals. I also bought my clothes at places like Goodwill. Many stores have a used clothing section if you look for them. Just wash them and then add some bleach to kill anything that's in the fabric and you're all set. Speaking of washing, I used to hand wash my clothing in the kitchen sink to save money as well, instead of going to the laundromat. I also decided never ever considering taking loans at a bank ever again, and I then destroyed all of my credit cards. My life was cash only from that point on. Just when I thought I couldn't cut my expenses any lower, I came up with a new idea. I had my home electricity turned off and started using camping lamps and stoves in my home, and found they worked very well for cooking and reading. I had my gas turned off and found that I could live just fine in the winter inside of my home with a few camping heaters. All these shortcuts lowered my monthly expenses, because I found that I didn't really need all of those appliances or conveniences. I didn't need as much light as I thought, nor did I need as much heat in my home, too. I found I could heat enough water to bathe myself using a dog's bathing tub. It was all fun and a fun way to live. Life was so simple and easy. It was like living in the wilderness, yet in the city. It was much like the life Tyler Durden lived in Fight Club. As for supporting myself, at first, I looked for low-paying part-time jobs that allowed me plenty of time off for myself, and avoided better-paying jobs that had demanding hours. I later learned how to repair home appliances and started my own home-based business. After cutting my monthly expenses to the bone, I started changing my lifestyle. First, I sold my television because I didn't want any of society's illusions about marriage or love to taint my new life. I was sick of the illusions portrayed on television, mainly the ones about men that sacrifice their lives for the love of women. I wanted to live real life, to replace the television for entertainment. So I decided to buy used books instead. In the evenings I would quietly read these books instead of filling my mind with the illusions projected on television. I stopped voting or caring about national events, nor have I voted in all the years of life since then. My life got simpler, more restful, and happier as time passed on. 
I lost all fear of taking the Ghost Nation path. In fact, I was really getting into it and enjoying it immensely. I had never had so much freedom and so much free time in my entire life. And I was slowly leaving society, and I was now watching society from the outside in. I could now clearly see all of these other men getting up at 6am each and every single day and busting their asses at jobs they hated, and then going home at the end of the day to a wife who cared nothing for them and saw them only as ATM machines as well as utilities. I saw men buying all this material stuff on credit that they thought they owned, but in reality they were selling their freedom for junk. These same men thought that they were free, but they were owned by their wives, their employers, as well as the bankers. You may ask, so what makes living cheaply so great? You still have to work, right? Well, aside from the obvious, I only had to work part-time jobs a few months out of the year, and had the rest of the year off to do my own thing, or nothing at all. My expenses were so low that I could save up thousands of dollars quickly and live off it for months without working a day. I was living on the very edge of society. Aside from needing about $300 a month for house rent, food, etc., and needing a little female sex now and then, I was free of society for the most part during the year. It all seemed so clear to me once I was on the outside of society. Men don't need to be plow horses for society and women, working and driving themselves till they drop dead of a stroke or heart attack. What about dating women, you ask? Well, my approach to dating was to not pursue women, but also not to turn away women if they offered free recreational sex when they came my way. And yes, some women did approach me. In their eyes, my lifestyle seemed kind of romantic. I could go for months without a woman, and then suddenly a few women would show up in my life, and we went out on dates. My views about dating are these. I guess you've all seen the scale of justice, that you put weights on both sides, and if it goes up or down on one or the other, then it makes a decision for you. Well, I put the women's sexual rewards on one side of that scale, and the women's costs in terms of money, demands, hints of marriage, and all the other negative female traits on the other side of the scale. At the beginning of any relationship, the sex side of the scale is lower. But as time passes, the other side of the scale gets heavier and heavier, and then it starts moving down. When the negative female trade side of the scale gets lower than the sexual reward side, it's time to end the relationship. This moment of realization often seems to come to me after a date when I'm home alone. I just feel tired of that particular woman, and I see that the scale has tipped too far downwards to the negative side. I then usually make a short phone call and tell her, it's over. It's a hard call to make, but it's necessary if you intend to stay on the path of the ghost nation. I just tell the women that I didn't enjoy their company anymore, and that I'm ending the relationship. I keep the call nice and short, and then hang up. Don't believe all that female bullshit about how breakups should be done in person. Women want this because they can make a scene to shame you. A phone call works fine and avoids the drama in many cases. I need to start winding down the story before it gets too long. My intention was only to show you how I started down my path to the ghost nation. There is much more to tell, but this is probably enough to get you thinking about your own path. Your path will probably be different than mine. Each person has to follow their own path towards the ghost nation. We who follow the path of the ghost nation do not live in constant fear, like society and women. Turn on any news channel and all you see and hear are stories about fear. Society is investing itself in making sure that the illusions continue to stay alive, and that men continue to slave away, or the whole thing will collapse. I mean, what if all the men in our society discovered one day that they didn't need to, their wives and their crappy jobs, and, or nor their bankers? Out of all the society's fears, this is what society fears the most. 
that men will see the illusion for what it is and walk away. Society and women know that the illusion must be maintained at all costs so that men never see the truth. This is why women go to such lengths to take down our Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube accounts, to silence us. I've lived in the ghost nation for most of my life, and I'm still living in it. That is why the video by Femhater affected me so personally. I'm telling my story to any and all who want to listen, and to those of you who are being pushed into the margins of society. I was there many years ago and didn't have the internet, YouTube videos, or MGTOW to guide me. If I could do it on my own, you certainly can do it today as well. You've got the support of MGTOW, and you've got YouTube videos on nearly every single topic under MGTOW. Following the path to the ghost nation is a cakewalk today. All it takes is for you to stop believing in the illusions society has imprinted on your mind. Just say no to society's illusions, and say no to feminist lies, and just say no to society supporting marriage slavery. Follow the path to the ghost nation, and thank you. Well, that's what Ghost in the Machine has to say. Hopefully this video gives you a good profile about his life. In the future, I want to feature other personal MGTOW stories. So if you have one that you'd like me to share, I will certainly read it on here as well. Anyways, that does it for today. So thank you for taking your daily dose of red pills. Enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.